there's one specific scene. Um, when was it? It was oh the rooftop scene, and then when they fall off the roof, and then he like just pops around the corner, and he starts walking towards Jamie, and they play the main Halloween theme. When I think it would have been more suspenseful if they would have been like, dun, 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 like they did in the first like two films. I don't know, but yeah, I guess I didn't really pay attention to the music, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess, but I was just bored throughout. You're bored? Yeah, it wasn't my favorite movie. Hmm. I mean, obviously, we'll get to your overall rating, but what do you think? What do you com- what do you think of this one compared to the other three you watched? Boring. Did you like it better though, or like mm, than the I other three? Not or? really, because I was so confused. I was confused like from the get go. I'm like, okay, because I asked you, is Jamie Lee <coughs> Curtis in any of these movies? Like, you know, are they is yeah. she in any more? Or maybe I asked you if she was in this one, and you were like, no. Yeah. And then I said, is she in any more? And you said, yeah. And that's when I asked you how many there were. This is honestly like the start of like this franchise kind of going downhill. Yeah, because like then I was like. Then it was about, like, a little girl, and I didn't know who she was. And then I saw a picture of Jamie Lee Curtis, so then I'm like, okay, well, fuck, she's in this movie. Right. And, I like, I don't know. I was just I was confused, and maybe that kind of just, like, they set me back. They really don't do that great of a job of explaining everything. Who's who? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, so this is supposed to be set ten years after the first two films. Mm-hmm. And it is a direct sequel to the second film, right? Like, they're, they're – uh, um, they take an account for the second film, right, where she's in the hospital and, like, all those murders are happening. Because at one point they said, oh, there were 16 murders that night. Obviously, that didn't happen in the first one. There was only, like, four or five. So um, they're going straight from – oh, yeah, and then plus Myers and Loomis are both burned. So obviously it goes from the second film. But let's start with the, the intro of this film. So the intro of this film, they don't have a pumpkin like the first three. Like even the third film, the season of the witch, they had like the the digital pumpkin on the screen or whatever. That this was intro cool. was really short and sweet. Like they just got into that shit. Yeah, it was just basically like rural Illinois, just yeah, like show pictures. Yeah, showing like scarecrows and pumpkins. I mean, they showed pumpkins. It wasn't like the first three or whatever. And then, I mean. Yeah, it was pretty short. There's some like ominous, ominous music like playing, and I don't know. I guess it was okay, but the film starts out um, with an ambulance going to a sanitarium to transport a patient. A of patient. course, they all start out with a transport. Yep, Michael Myers, which I was, I was very confused because. They get in there and they, you know, get down to like where they're, they're basically keeping him alive, right? Like they have him hooked up to these machines and they're like keeping him alive. And right, because this is there. right after he's like burned, so he has bandage everywhere. Yeah. Oh, this is fo- this is set ten years. Well, then what after. the hell? Why does he still have shit all over his face? What do you mean? He still has like ban- bandage all over his face. Yeah, apparently they just were keeping him down there for like ten years, just like on this life support system that's some which like th- that that's the part that i didn't understand it's like why would you keep <laughs> somebody that's killed 16 people in one night who's just evil just insane why would you even keep that person alive that's so odd isn't that know. weird mm, yeah. 
I mean, weird. I thought that was weird. But it was funny because right before that scene, before they go into that room, um, one of the employees there that's like escorting them through there, security, like security guard, kind of goofy looking guy. He, what did they say? They said like, Jesus, what wh- what was that or whatever? And then the security guard goes, Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this place. And I, f- <laughs> when I heard him say that, I was like, th- I feel like that's something like Loomis would say. I remember from the second Halloween where he's like something about death and he's like, you don't know what death is. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I feel like that's like a Loomis line. Yeah. I don't know. And then like when the elevator opens, the security guard says, and welcome to hell. Yeah. And it's literally like quiet. <laughs> it's like no I mean, one, it was like, creepy. It was creepy, but it was like you expect like hell to be like chaotic or like loud. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was just uh, the worst nightmare, basically. But I yeah. mean, I sure would not not want to be down there for any amount of time yeah it's fucking creepy as hell but yeah no that took me back when i noticed that he was still alive so they take him and they put him in the ambulance and they were they were taking him to smith grove they said which i that didn't make any sense to me either why would you take him to the sanitarium that he's been locked up in that he broke out of 10 years ago and i mean they say that he's he's a vegetable is what they're basically trying to say that he's you know he's toast and it's like Take us off life support. If he is such a dangerous individual, why are you keeping him alive? You know? But it's a movie. Whatever. They have to make money somehow. They have to make a movie. So you have to roll with it. But one thing that I I put down is that that doctor that was looking over him at that sanitarium that they were picking him up at, when they put him in the back of the ambulance, did you notice that he kind of like peered into the window and like looked at Michael really weird. Like just mm-hmm. kind of a weird look. Yeah. I remember I that. Th- what that was all about. I don't know. Maybe he just kinda was like like good riddance, but also like I'll pray for you guys. Yeah, I, I, I something like that. I don't know. I just feel like maybe when we watch the next film, the next two films, you'll kind of understand what I mean. Because I I mean that's something that I kind of have like an advantage oh, over. Oh, I don't for have you. the knowledge to answer that question. No, yet. not no, not like that. But like, I'm just saying like we'll come back to that, and you'll kind of be like, oh, now I kind of know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't. I just don't want to like ruin like the next okay. two films, yeah, like the plot that. around it. But I thought it was interesting the way Michael's skin looked in the ambulance. But I had also forgotten that he was burned. Burned right. Because I was like, ew, he looks like like a mummy. Like his skin mm-hmm. looks like it's like decomposing on him right but i forgot again that he was burned he looked real veiny he did and like purple and like i don't know it was just yucky yeah but then like did you notice because the ambulance goes down because he's (laughs) he sticks his fucking thumb through that dude's forehead and kills him yeah and then the ambulance just crashes but he was laying there completely still until that um that woman said like something about who's his family. Yeah, his family, and he said, "Well, he's got a niece, Jamie Lloyd, but she's not old enough to take care of him, so sh- he's the prop he's property of the state." And then he like clenched his fist, and that's when he came alive. So I'm like, "Okay, so was he like dormant all these years because he didn't know like about a family member? Like, did that trigger him? Like, oh, I have a family member. Oh, gotta, true. That's gotta, a good point. I gotta fucking kill her now. I mean." I kind of get that from the films I've seen, like, you know, after this one. But, yeah, that was 
kind of surprising. But then we cut to little Jamie Lloyd, yep, who's sitting there watching the thunderstorm outside. And then we're also introduced to Rachel, who we find out is her foster sister. Yep. So she's been taken in by this foster family, and she's been there for about 11 months now. And Which was also very confusing to me, mm-hmm. because like little Jamie's just l- sitting in the window, and then all of a sudden... Rachel comes and sits next to her, and Jamie's like, do you love me, Rachel? Yeah. Like, do you love me like a sister, like a real sister? And then Rachel's like, well, you know we're not sisters. Yeah, I don't know why she said that. I'm like, okay, like, okay, well, I don't even understand the situation, but who the fuck says that to, like, a little kid? I'd be like, hell yeah, you're my sister. Like, I don't know. I. But the part that's confusing about that is, like, it wasn't consistent because, like, she says, yeah, I love you, and it doesn't matter if you're my sister or not, but we're not really sisters. It's like, dude, like, her parents just died. Like, she's supposed to be to become a part of your family. Yeah. And she wants to n- be reassured that you look, you view her as a sister, and you're like, you're not my sister, but I still love you. Yeah, it's like, I don't what? know. That was, like, kind of Why wouldn't you just me? tell her that? Like, yeah. And she was, like, already crying. So it's like, how do you, like, break that girl's heart again, you know? I know. Like, I don't know. But it was just fucked up. Yep, then the next scene, she's – um sifting through some stuff in her room and she finds uh the girl jamie little her girl. mom jamie finds a picture of her mom and she's looking at it right but crying. i'm just clarifying jamie was the one in her i know room. it kind of confused me oh <laughs> i didn't know that I was like, jamie <laughs> yeah jamie was just chi- jamie lee curtis was just chilling in her closet like mm-hmm. no jamie was sifting through pictures and found a picture of jamie jamie lee curtis <laughs> yeah yeah and then i actually really like this scene this is when michael pops out for the first time this is the first time that we that we see him so um doesn't he grab her by the ankle like underneath the bed or something she's like praying well yeah actually no because she's praying and then her closet door opens up a little bit Mm -hmm. and she like walks over there like grabs her doll goes back to bed and then it opens up again and then she's like confused like huh looks at her door and then he grabs her that was after she was done praying yeah he grabs her in the by the ankle right yeah yeah, underneath the bed, and then... Which used to be my biggest fear as a child. Right? Isn't yeah. That's fucking creepy. I mean, I remember watching this as a kid, and I was like, oh my god, I was like, I do not want, like, my bed off the ground anymore. Yeah. Like, that always, like, freaked me out. Like, you know, growing up, that's, like, that's like your biggest fear, like, the boogeyman underneath your bed. Right. Right? Like, I think it's, for me, it, like, started as, like, underneath your bed, but then after that, I was like, closets. Fucking closets. Those are, like... <laughs> Those are like a fucking portal are to monsters. Are you still scared monsters. of them? Closets? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I feel like everybody kind of has a uneasy feeling being in complete darkness of some sort. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. who's who's going to be feel like, I feel comfortable in my own room kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. lights are off yeah. or whatever. I feel comfortable in my own room, and I think... A lot of like being scared when I was a kid because I watched these fucking films when I was way too young. Yeah, and I'm sure. like, yeah, I'm not scared at all. But when it was time for bed, like <laughs> my parents or my grandparents like didn't know that I was scared. But I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking shitting my pants <laughs> right now. I'm like, I'm laying in bed because you know when I was a kid, I actually used to sleep with the blanket like over my head because I'm like, they can't see me, they can't get me. <laughs> like fucking idiot, they could just stab through the goddamn blanket and kill you. But no, I like, I don't know, like darkness. That's always that's. You can't see something. It's freaky. Right. But, yeah, no closets. Uh, I'm a man now. I'm good. I'm all right. Except for if I'm, like, staying at, like, somebody's, like, creepy <laughs> old house. And I'm like, 
yeah, you get to sleep in this room with the walk-in closet that hasn't been used in 20 years, and they'd be bolt the door shut, and the door opens in the middle of the night. Yeah, that happens quite often, yeah, doesn't qu- it? That people that yeah. you actually stay at somebody else's house and that. Every happens. weekend, I'm staying at a new person's place, I and I'm like, "How big's that. your closet?" Because <laughs> I want to sleep in that room. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, when he first appears, though, I do want to note that his mask looks vastly different from yep. any other movie, and honestly, it kind of pisses me off. It looks cheap. It yeah. looks not the same. It doesn't look authentic. It looks. I don't know. I don't like the mask at all in this movie. Yeah. And I mean, looking back at it when I was, you know, I was when I watched it when I was younger, I thought everything was fine with it. And I didn't really notice like the mask changes that much in like the earlier films. But now it really bothers me because the first mask awesome. That's so fucking scary. Right. The second mask in Halloween 2 it's the same mask, but it's just a different dude wearing it, so it's going to form to your face differently. I still thought it was super-duper creepy. I know I kind of gave it some shit when we were talking on the podcast for that episode. but Yeah, that's but sh- this mask really, like, deserves some shit to be talked about it, because that yeah. is just, I don't know, I did not feel like I don't know. But, what, like, just wait till you see some other ones in this franchise. Like, it kind of makes this one not look Fucking a. so bad. I know, no, I don't want to, like, discourage no. you before we get into it, but, like... I don't know. I just like, I look at this one. I'm like, I'm okay with this one because the ones coming in the next films, you're going to be like, I wish I had the fourth movies. <laughs> no, uh, I do not like that news. That's bad news. <laughs> That's all I'll say. But yeah, like overall, I was disappointed with the mask. I just didn't really think it was all that scary. So the dad in this film, like, so there's like the, the foster, foster dad, dad, right? Who's Rachel's dad and Jamie's foster dad? Mm-hmm. It is so fucking funny. There's like this kitchen scene. Oh, that's what <laughs> I wrote down too. <laughs> and he gets his tie, like it falls in his coffee, and he literally just like holds his hands up and he looks at his wife <laughs> and he's like, "Charlene, like fuck you, like you just like Charlene, like help." And she's like, "There's another tie in the whatever." No, he okay. So like, he's like sitting the there. Fuck? He pours himself a cup of coffee and then he like. He dips his tie in there, and he looks. He's like, he's like, Charlene, are you kidding me? What am I supposed to do now? And I just found him very, very unnecessary, very unnecessary. Yeah, he was. I mean, it was both like the comic- parents. Like both the parents were a little just. Yeah. Like, like most of the parents in this film it's franchise funny are are they're either just not there or just very small roles. But no, that was actually like you and super I both funny. Laughed. We laughed, yeah, really hard because like. That's something I don't remember, but it's also just, like, you could, I could definitely see myself, like, just, I could see myself doing something stupid Easily. like that. Easily. <laughs> oh, my Did God. I actually, you were, like, the first person I saw when I saw that. I would like, be a dick about it, though. No, but you'd be, like, helpless. Like, that's just, like, your, <laughs> like, like, nature. Nice guy interviewing an hour, and there's <laughs> fucking coffee on my time. That's the you'd only like, one I Holly. own. Or I'd be, like, at work, you'd probably, like, call me, like, what do I do? Um. Holly, did you wash my ties? <laughs> yeah. Like that I'm is literally the first thing I thought of. I'm like, that is so mad. Yeah, fine. I throw a tantrum, but then I'm <laughs> fine after it. <laughs> oh, my God. I would just, I don't know. I, I admit, I'd probably be like, ah. But I think what, what would probably trigger me is if you started laughing, be like, oh, thanks a lot, Holly. Now what am I supposed to do? I'm going <laughs> to go to work with brown on the tip of my tie. Oh. That's coffee. Yeah. Coffee stain. Yeah, yeah, what do you yeah, think of yeah, poop? 
no. Yep, it's the coffee from Monsters Inc. that looks like poop sludging Blood. out, and <laughs> I just dipped it in there. We drink that around here. It's really good. Any hoozies? Any hoozies? Uh. <laughs> so on that note. On that note, we're still in the kitchen, and Rachel comes down, and she talks about her diet, and she's eating a bagel, and her mother's like, "No, you need to eat a little bit more." She's like, "Do you want your daughter to be an oinker?" Wink, wink. She doesn't do that, but yeah, she's like, "Want your daughter to be an oinker?" That was pretty funny, but it's like, dude, you're putting a lot of cream cheese on that bagel, so <laughs> is that really <laughs> didn't a diet? Even see that? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> she didn't even put it on there, but she kept like scooping it like she was going to. I'm like, fucking put it on the bagel. Well, she was frustrated because her parents told her she couldn't go on a date with Brady. The hunk. Yikes. He's the hunk of this thing. Come on. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> He's the only hunk in the film. Really? I thought Loomis was pretty spot on. Mm, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. If that's your thing, man. Whatever. <laughs> but um, she's pretty upset, and she says something about, like, oh, what'd she say? You're jeopardizing your, your, your children, your grandchildren, and your grandchildren's yeah, children. Yeah, somehow she was talking about how she's gonna have sex and get married and have babies. I think Brady was gonna make a big commitment tonight. You're That's seventeen. What she said for real. Yeah, and then uh, poor little Jamie comes downstairs. She's, she's like, it. "I'm sorry, it's all my fault." Like the poor girl just can't find her spot in this world. No, and then the dad's like. That girl needs all the love in the world right now, and you better go fix it. I'm going to go fix my tie real quick. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least the dad was there to say that, right? Right. Yeah. So, Rachel, and this is actually was going to make a comment about this. Like, I wrote down a note. Um, I like that she actually, like, she could have easily just, like, blew her off and just been like, whatever. Just, like, she can stew. But I like that she actually goes and, like, talks to Jamie and tries yeah. to, like, that was nice. Makeup and like says like, "Hey, I'll take you out for like let's go trick or treating." Jamie says she doesn't want to go trick or treating, and then she's like, "Let's go get ice cream, double scoops, double scoops." And like she, like she's trying to like be nice or make amends. Like, yeah, I feel like you know, I would never be like that or anything. But I'm just saying, like in high school, like if you had plans with your significant other, like and you were told the the day of like you couldn't do it because you had to babysit. I mean, I'd be a little annoyed. I mean, I wouldn't go to this extent of, like, this foster child is ruining my life and my children's lives. My unborn, un-whatever And there's my grandchildren, too. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, like I said, it's forgiven because she goes and talks to her. And then we finally get to, we cut from that scene and we finally get to meet Loomis, who's alive. Right? Yes. Um, I mean... I knew this, but it was pretty surprising that he came out alive from that fire. Yeah, that with only minor burns on his head. Well, it's funny because he only, it's like it only burned his cheek and then his, his like, hand I know, or that's whatever. that's what I'm saying. That's it. Yeah, so him and Michael are, like, burned bros. Like, they're the burnt bros. But he goes and he's talking to the doctor that was looking over Michael at the sanitarium and talking about hoopla, hoopla, hoopla about... Yeah, but the ambulance was all turned over and shit in the creek or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. That's the scene, right? Yeah, this is, like, right before they get there, I think, and they're, like, talking or whatever, and I think Loomis is just being his crazy old self and talking about Michael being evil. But... 
No, it's actually funny. I don't know if you noticed this, but when the that doctor, when the scene first started, he was typing on a typewriter. Did you notice that? No, I and didn't. He was typing Michael Myers. Oh, yeah, I did. But the words were already typed on there, so he was just, like... Typing over them. Typing over them, but there was no ink. And I was like, what? what? Yeah, That's I how know typewriters I s- work. I saw that. <laughs> I for sure saw that. I'm like, whatever. Funny part of that scene. Let's move on. Next scene, we stumble upon the ambulance turned upside down in a river. With blood, blood all over yeah, it. Yeah, blood all over it. They get there, and Loomis, he's, he's like, injured still from... He's got like something wrong with him. He has he has a cane and a limp and everything. Yeah, he so just walks. I mean, he is older, and I'm sure that would take a toll on your body. Uh, I mean, I'm happy that they're like, hey, if this guy's gonna be alive, he's got to be like ailed by something, right? Right. So yeah. He takes a look inside of the ambulance, and it is just like, it's like a like a like a slasher. Just looks like somebody got sliced and diced in there. Yeah. And I'm just like. These cops are just like, you know, just like any other cop, like, mm, oh, whatever, yeah, it, it flipped. It was from the storm, and everyone's dead in there, and blah, blah, blah. We can't find the body of Michael Myers, though. Like, and then one stupid cop goes, I've seen bodies thrown 60 feet from an accident. <laughs> why haven't you found it then yet? <laughs> like, why the fuck aren't you looking 60 feet from here? <laughs> but I found it funny because, like, the ambulance was flipped upside down in the creek. So yeah. fucking Loomis walks his shit right in that creek. I know. It doesn't give a fuck. And it's supposed to be October, so, like, chilly, because later in the movie you can see their breath, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, funny. (laughs) He just, like, walks in there, looks in the ambulance, gets right back out. He gets gets belly deep, too. He goes about his business, does whatever the fuck he needs to do with, like, wet-ass clothes. Yeah. Because the next scene is when, uh, what do you say? Oh, he's going to go to Haddonfield. Yeah. And... He's going to go contact, like, the police force there. But then we're taken to where he goes to that mechanic shop in the gas station. Yeah, he's going to fill up for gas. And right before that, we see Michael with the bandages and everything. He ends up killing the mechanic that's there, and that's where he gets those. Two of them. Two of them? Oh, mechanic and the and the waitress. Uh, then it was three, because remember that guy was hanging from the ceiling? Or was that the That mechanic? was the same guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Michael likes to make decorations with his yeah, victims. Yeah, nice. But... I thought I like made a note too. Why is it always fucking mechanics? Like always. Just don't be a mechanic. If you're gonna be a mechanic, don't wear overalls like that. Yeah. Or else you're gonna get and killed. Don't work in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Or else, and don't work in Illinois. And don't just don't be a mechanic. Just don't be a mechanic. Just. I don't find know. something else. Find to Find something <laughs> else to do. You can be a mechanic like on your own car at home, just like. Just so you're safe. We but make just don't tell anybody you're a mechanic. We love mechanics. You guys do really great <laughs> jobs on our cars. But not in the movies. But not in the movies. You guys are always the victims. You're always dying. Okay, so now we got that out of the way. Um, anyways, so Loomis shows up and tries to fill up his car. And he stumbles upon the mechanic's body because... He's, like, walking around. He's, like, hello. Like, he's trying to pay for his gas. And he realizes something's wrong. And then he, like, hits something. And that's when the mechanic falls from the ceiling. He's, like, wrapped in chains and shit. That was fucking creepy. Yeah. And it was, like, he had, like, one of those, you know, those things that horses have in their mouths? Like, when they're, like, all tied up to a wagon So, it's, like, one of those, I don't know what they're called. But how people, like, train horses to turn one way or another. You know, they put that bar in their mouth. Yeah. It's, like, they put that on his mouth. 
it looked really weird. Yeah, I have no idea. But then he he freaks out and he goes next door where there's like a small diner and he stumbles upon a waitress who's dead. I don't really know what happens to her. There's just blood next to her. Can't really tell, but he noticed that Michael smashed the phone, cut the phone lines, and then he turns around. There's Michael in the kitchen, and I actually kind of like this scene. And up to this point, like I'm still into the movie. I'm still liking the movie. I think it's paced well. I th- I mean, I'm like, yeah, this this works for me. Whatever. And he's talking to Michael, and he's like. He's like, Michael, he's like, please. He's like, please do not go to Haddonfield. Please leave those people alone. Yeah, he like begs him. He's like, if you need to kill somebody, kill me. He's like, just kill me right now. Please kill me. And then he drops his cane, pulls out a gun and shoots and he misses and runs out. And then Michael takes the mechanic's tow truck and takes off. And as he's driving away, apparently everything in that fucking gas station mechanic shop dining place just explodes well michael runs over the gas pump oh is that what it was and then it makes like the car explode and somehow makes the building explode or whatever the fuck it is hmm makes yeah. perfect sense hmm. now we get to the scene where jamie's at school and she's getting bullied and doesn't this kind of remind you of the first halloween when uh tommy those people are or those kids are surrounding him, like he's gonna get you he's gonna get you yeah. he's gonna get you the boogeyman is coming like, they're, like, walking up to him and like, your uncle's the boogeyman. Yeah. Oh, it's Halloween every day at Jamie's house. Oh, your mom's not going to take you trick-or-treating because she's dead. I'm like, these kids are a lot more fucking mean than the first film. Yeah. But actually, I know that, like, just from reading some articles on this, that, like, the return of Michael Myers, like, this film was supposed to kind of, like, be a little bit of a callback to the first one. So, I mean, there's going to be stuff like that in there. But, yeah, those fucking bullies were mean. They were terrible. And she comes running out of the school, and she's crying. And then she gets picked up by Rachel and her friend. And they go to – and she de- that's when Jamie decides she wants to go trick-or-treating like all the other kids so right. she can fit in. And <coughs> they decide to hit up Vincent's, Vincent's Drugstore to get a Halloween costume for Jamie. And they're on sale. And so Rachel can do what? Meet up with Brady. Meet up with the hunk of but the But then town. she's like hesitant because she's like, I don't want to come on too strong. And his girlfriend's like, you're going to the fucking store to get a Halloween costume. You're fine. Yeah. And then this seems actually like really funny. We cut to the, the drugstore scene and that dude named Wade with like the slick back blonde hair. He's just like, looks like a dude. God, just look, yeah, just looks like a dude. Greasy. Just, he's trying on glasses to make, well, it looks like he's trying on glasses, but he's, he's really just looking at, uh, I forget her name. I don't know. Whatever, some blonde, hot blonde chick that works Sheriff's at the daughter. Store. I forget her fucking name, but anyways, he's like checking her out, and then he comes over, and then they're like, 10 bucks if you ask her out, and she says yes. She says no, like, you know, they make a better or whatever. Walks over there, and she, she just goes, fuck off, Wade. <laughs> that shit was actually so funny. That was awesome. He just turns around. He has, like, that look on his face, like, what, what? Do, I do? what do I do? Yeah. And they were just laughing. I was like, that's pretty fucking funny. That's pretty awesome. That's good shit. And then, finally, Rachel and Jamie enter the store, and that's when Jamie runs off. Or, actually, I made a note about this. They bump into Brady, and they're like, hey, what's going on, guys? We're here to get a... um." Halloween costume, and then Brady goes, well, go back to this aisle, blah, 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 and we got the the best costumes in town, and I just wanted to be like, 
he probably got the only costumes in town. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. pretty slim pickings in, in this town. You're probably the only drugstore, so you're probably the only place that sells, like, these Halloween costumes. But whatever, whatever. I mean, I'm sure you have to say that to sell your products. But anyways, she runs off, and then she's talking to Brady, and they're just fucking smacking lips and making out while he's, like, on the clock, I guess. Yeah, no, because that I actually made a note about that too. Just casually, you just make out in the store, yep. in front of everybody. Like if I'm if I'm working, I expect you to come into the store that I'm working at and just make out with me in front of everybody. I always go into Holly's work and say, "Where's that chick at?" And she comes out of her office and they just make out in front of all the patients. Yeah, that it just that's just yeah, it's just normal. Kidding. That never happens. Ever. I don't even know where Holly works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work. She doesn't Ooh. work. We actually just do this. You make like 70 cents a day, so it's <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> Anyways, Jamie finds a clown costume that looks very similar to the one that Michael was wearing when he was a child on the night that he killed his sister. She looks in the mirror, and of course they do a little thing where she sees Michael in the mirror. Remember that? Yeah, I'm very confused by that because that was one thing that I had made note of is that he has these like almost flashbacks and she calls them nightmares. Mm -hmm. Like uh, that confused me so much. I was like, what the fuck is real and what's not real? Do you know what I mean? Because she has two of them. Yeah. And how would she even know like what he would look like? Right. So, I mean, she calls them nightmares, which makes sense because, you know, scary things like appear in your in your dreams or whatever. But it's like. She has them like midday, almost as if they're like a flashback, you know? Yeah, something like so that. So it like fucks with her. So then she's like all messed up from it. I don't, that just like was well, odd to me. And then do you remember, this is like where Michael gets his mask. I don't know if you saw it in the background. Yeah, he, he grabs, grabs the mask. That's a completely different mask than what he was actually so wearing. So goddamn dumb. Yeah, it's so dumb. And so he puts on the mask and then he, she bumps into him like right behind her and then she breaks the glass or whatever and then he just disappears and then... Brady and Rachel come check on her, and she's okay and everything. But right before that, that's when Rachel tells Brady, like, I can't hang out tonight. Like, I got to babysit for my mom and dad and whatever. And he was kind of being a fucking baby about it, wasn't he? He's like, well, can I come over later then? And she's like, no, my parents are coming home early. He's like, well, you can't just – he's like, it's – fucking five o'clock you can't just tell me yeah and she's like he's like when did you find this out he's like this morning he's like you're waiting till five o'clock to tell me that we our plans like are fucking cell phones tonight? don't exist you can't just like fucking text him right yeah and then they're just like talking about like she's like i'll just call you later and then you kind of could tell that something was going to happen between him and that like one girl that was getting hit on by that way dude because he kind of glances at it at her and he's like yeah whatever like it'll work like, yeah, I have a feeling something's going to happen with that. Whatever. Yeah. But then I believe we cut to Loomis going to the police department, right? Yep. Yeah. I don't remember that well. I can't remember, but this is a pretty important scene because he asked for Sheriff Brackett. Remember? Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, well, you got to travel about 3,000 miles south. He's in St. Petersburg, Florida. He moved there in 81 after three years of after his daughter you know died or whatever which was like okay that's kind of a 
cool way to explain it. And then we meet Sheriff Ben Meeker, who is now in charge of the police department of Haddonfield. I liked his character. Yeah. I I thought because like I you know, Le- Sheriff Brackett like in the first two films like I know he was very limited and he was only in the first like twenty minutes of the second Halloween, but Sheriff Brackett, I liked him. Like I thought he was a good character. And I was like, hey, it's going to be kind of difficult to fill those shoes now. Like, I don't know. Wait, I think you just said the wrong name. Did you mean to say Meeker or whatever his name is? I think it's going to be difficult for, I thought it was going to be difficult for Meeker to fill Brackett's shoes. Okay, I think you said the wrong name, so I was just confused there. Um, But no, I thought Meeker did a great job this entire film. Like, he played a good sheriff, but he was a little hesitant to believe Loomis. He knew who he was, but then the phone lines were down or something. Right. And that's, oh, that's because from the fire, the explosion at that mechanic shop, it blew those lines down. Remember that? Yeah. And then didn't he go also to... That's later that night. Oh, okay. Sorry. We'll get to that. But, yeah, then they, they're they off to Jamie Lloyd's house right. to investigate because he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll just take you seriously or whatever. But what happens next? The bar scene? Oh, no, no, no. That's later. I'm trying to think. I'm like fumbling in my mind. But I know that Rachel and Jamie are about to go trick-or-treating now, right? I think that's where it is, where we're at. Yeah, so Jamie and Rachel are trick-or-treating. And they stumble upon a house. Whose house was that? I'll say whose house that was. (laughs) (laughs) It was Sheriff Meeker's house, which has the blondie in it and Brady, the hunk (laughs) in the background. And Rachel sees it and she's so heartbroken because Brady was supposed to make a commitment that night. Piss the fuck off. So Brady comes running out after her. Tries to like make amends. He's like, "Well, what do you expect? You like can't hang out. You just blew me off he's last like, I'm minute. Just, I'm just blowing off some steam." And then he's like, "What'd you expect me to do? Like you fucking asshole." Yeah. Like, and then he's like, he's like manhandling her when she's like trying to walk away. He's like grabbing yeah. her by her shoulder. She's like, "No, he's like, you listen to me." He's like, "What are they supposed to do? You blew me off at five o'clock and you had plans tonight. I'm just blowing off some steam right now." Like, yeah, I guess that makes up for. You cheating on your girlfriend, man. Whatever. That's nice. But then as that's happening, Jamie bumps into the bullies, and they're nice. They're like, cool costume. You want to go trick-or-treating with us? And I was like... Was it the bullies, or was it just random kids? It was that one bully who was a Frankenstein kid. I don't know if it was all the other ones, but I noticed that it was at least one of the guys. And and the kid that said that was the one that was picking on her earlier that day. So I'm like, what? She should have just decked him in the face. I thought at first he was trying to be nice because, like... There's an adult or you never know. Probably she she took off with them and started trick or treating around town with them. So I'm like anything to fit in, I guess. Yeah, so that works. So then Rachel loses Jamie and then Jamie's out trick or treating. And this is when Meeker and Loomis discover that Michael broke into Jamie Lloyd's foster parents' house and he went through all of their her like box of pictures and shit. Yeah. So like they're like, hey, we need to get everybody inside. So they, like, radioed back to the police department, and they, like, put a curfew out or whatever. And then it was on the news, and that's when the bar scene comes in, right, Holly? Right. And that's when they're trying. Because the bartender, he, like, 
the TV is like playing and there's like a news broadcast down there. She's like talking and yeah. it's like not loud at all. <laughs> Bartender's like, hey, everybody shut up. Shut and up. like people keep talking. She's like, I said shut up. <laughs> like, can you imagine being at a bar and being no. told to shut the yeah. fuck up? I mean, I could be, I could understand if there was like something on the news yeah, like of that nature. But, but they s- basically just said like all business news, businesses need to close immediately. And, and everybody, everybody needs, needs to, to go, go home. home. Like there's yeah. a curfew now. And I did not like this scene because <laughs> they're like trying to depict like Midwest a small town folk. I don't and know what the fuck that is, but that I'm is sorry. Some I'm sorry. We're from shit. the we're from the Midwest, and like that's Illinois or whatever. There's probably not that big of a difference between where we're at and where Illinois is. Like we're not from there, but. I think you guys got the demographic wrong. Like that's they really that's overdid the stereotype. And sorry if you're not. <laughs> but I don't know what the fuck they look like. They just <laughs> they were like <laughs> that wasn't like a jab or anything. But like, but anyways, let's move on. And I didn't like the way that they were. I feel like anybody would they not like the way that they were. They depicted. They they overdid a stereotype. They, there's just like nothing else. They like all had their pickups with the spotlights on them, <laughs> and they're like, "We're gonna, we're and gonna like take flannel cutoffs or something." They all had like shotguns hanging in the back of their pickup truck, like flashlight. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "We're not." Sixteen people died last time something like this went happened. We're not gonna let that happen. They like all hopped into their fucking trucks, and people were in their. But their also, their I think it could depict kind of like that small town, like togetherness do you know what i mean like yeah i mean that's true too like everybody's helping everybody type thing i mean obviously they didn't probably mean that they didn't you know but yeah i mean still we're not there's right god bothers (laughs) me (laughs) (laughs) we're not we're not yeah no we're not just i'm not gonna be sitting at a bar in a small town hot and like Hop in the back of a pickup truck and slap the side and go, whoosh, whoosh, yeah, let's go kill this motherfucker. <laughs> Basically, how I took it. Right. But yeah, they're taking the law into their own hands. But we went off on a tangent. But let's <laughs> go on. It was just confusing. I'm like, what are these people doing here? Okay, whatever. So now, all these parents are driving around town picking up their kids that are trick-or-treating like telling them to get in the car and jamie's left all alone i'm just because rachel's just a fucking dumbass well and then i'm also thinking like this is a small town everyone apparently knows everybody i don't care like if i was a parent and there was a group of like five kids and i'm like oh here's a group of like and jamie was the fifth kid that just joined and wasn't a part of the original party that like went out that i knew my kids were hanging out with I wouldn't just be like, hey, four kids that I know that went out on Halloween tonight, you're getting in the car with me because we're not supposed to be out on the street. Hi, number five kid. <laughs> you're going to stay on the street because I'm not your parent. And I'm not going to pick you but up. But you know what's like? It's it's odd, too, because if you talk about like like that year, like back then, easily somebody could have gotten away with like putting another kid in their car and just being like, oh, well, like the news told us to pick up our kids, you know, like even though she's not my kid, it's fine. Like nowadays, that shit would not fucking fly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's funny that like they didn't pick her up, 
Yeah. Normally, like, if we were to watch that and it would be the other way and they picked her out, we'd be like, holy shit, she just picked up, like, random kids and these kids just got in this random person's car. Yeah. But, like, it didn't happen. I so still feel really like odd. even, like, nowadays, because I feel like Haddonfield is between the way that they're, like, depicting the small town between 1,000 to 2,000 people, right? And, like, I've been to towns that are, like, I've lived in towns that small. And, like, everybody, like, knows everyone. So, it's, like, if you see a group of kids, like, trick-or-treating, like, I've in a small town like that, yeah, it's, like, you probably know that parent. Yeah, You're they did it for the drama. They did it to keep Jamie on the streets. Right. Like, like that girl was tortured. <laughs> so, she's terrified. She's looking for Rachel, and Rachel's looking for her. And Rachel's, like, in this alleyway, right? And she ends up seeing Michael. And I thought that was a creepy scene. When he sees oh right when there's yeah. it's like foggy out and he's like standing there and he's like looking at her and, and she's like calling for uh, Jamie yeah she's like panicking because holy shit like the girl I'm supposed to be watching is like missing yeah and like I don't know I, I thought it was creepy and then she just takes off she jumps over that fence and um they eventually find each other but that was like. That was creepy the way he was just like standing there, and then because that's when Loomis and Meeker, Sheriff Meeker, pick them up, right? And that's when all those Michaels pop out. Yeah, of, of there's nowhere. like three Michaels that surround them. Well, actually, it was just one to begin with, and then the sheriff was like, "Is that him?" And Loomis says, "Yes," mm -hmm. and he's like kind of in like a trance, like he's like in shock, and then Meeker like pulls his gun out. Or no, 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 no. They wait. Because two more pop up, and then Loomis pulls out his gun to shoot one. And then and the guy says, And then no, Meeker no, no. does, too. But it was funny because Loomis had his gun out the entire time. He had it, like, out up oh. in the air, and so did the sheriff. And I was like, all right, I don't care who you are, whatever prank it is. Somebody's got a fucking gun, like, already, like, out of their holster. Like, you're not, you're, you're going to take off your mask and be like, holy shit. It wasn't until, like, their, the gun was, like, pointed at them. Right. And they're like, oh, fuck yeah, we got him. There you go, Sheriff Meeker. And I was like. You know, for it. such a small town, there's a lot of fucking beast eggs. <sighs> yeah, slim pickings in that town. <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe Brady's not so bad. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. You for forgot the K on that. Yikes. So now, Sheriff Meeker has this bright idea to take. Jamie and Rachel to his house. And actually, we skipped over a scene. Everyone from the police department is dead, by the way, guys. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. Remember that? They, like, go back to the police department and, like, Michael must have went in there and just fucking massacred everyone. I don't remember that. The place that. was, like, torn to shit and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and then we also forgot um, that poor, like, dude who was working that, that like, electrical plant Power or whatever. Plant. Yeah. I was surprised at how, like, confrontational he was with Michael. Remember that? He's like, hey, private property. Can't be out here. Yeah, but he thought he was just another punk kid, like, playing. Because he was like, I don't care if it's Halloween. He's like, I'm not scared of this trick-or-treat shit. Yeah. And then he said he was going to call the cops. And then Michael picked his ass Fried up and him. threw him on the electrical shit. And dude was fried. And when he did that, it cut all the power to the town. So that fucking happened. So the place was dark. And, yeah, that's the end of that, dude. 
So also don't work as like an electrical like power plant manager or something because especially not the night of Halloween. Yeah, we'll not the night that. of Halloween. Halloween. So if like your supervisor's like, hey man, you gotta go check something out over here, and it's like Halloween night and it's a little bit foggy, like just say like, well, I'll figure it out in the morning. Just, just don't go because you'll get thrown on top of it and you'll be electrocuted yeah, to death. Anybody who works. And then I'm out of power because you fell on it and or were thrown on it. And, and God forbid Michael Myers comes after me, then I can't fucking call anybody. So yeah, my landline. I don't, I don't have a landline either. So. <laughs> By the way, Holly, in this film, I don't think we quite had internet yet. Oh fucking hell. So. Yeah. You can't hop on the web and type in some Still shit. Still no so. Apple Watch, huh? Nope. Damn. Okay. I can't wait until there is a film where they're like on their Apple Watch trying to get away from Michael Myers, like. <laughs> and it's all virtual me. reality. Yeah. <laughs> Plot twist. VR, whatever. But back at it. Let's get back at it. Um, they go to Sheriff Meeker's place and the hunk Brady. Ooh, is about to dive into what's her name? And he even Blondie. says he's in heaven. Sheriff Damn. Meeker's daughter. And things start getting a little hot and heavy next to the fireplace, ladies and gentlemen. And things are swiftly cut off by... My dad just pulled into the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> and just like any other teenage boy, he's fucking freaked out. He's absolutely terrified. So He, like, they throw their clothes on. Yeah. And she, like, throws, like, a magazine over <laughs> him, like, to cover him up. Yeah. He's like, fucking hide that thing. Yeah. And, and then she casually just wears, like, a fucking t-shirt, like... Just a t-shirt. Yeah, just a t-shirt. Like, around her dad, around, like, her dad's friends, <laughs> around these, yeah. like, random people. I'm like, who, what? Who's, what? Yeah. I don't get that. I whatever. mean, whatever. They're she's comfortable in she's her own comfortable. skin. She's, she's wearing a shirt that says, cops do it by the book. Whatever so. the fuck that means. Yeah. But they get in there, and it's kind of funny because uh, Sheriff Meeker knew that like they were up to no good, so he tells Brady, he's like, if I ever see you with my grope, did he say, if I ever see you groping my daughter, he's Ooh, like, I'll like, I'll fucking kill you or something like that. That is such a dad thing. Yeah. So that was pretty funny, but he goes upstairs and they're like boarding the windows and like boarding the doors shut and everything. And oh, I forgot that deputy that like met them there. Michael was in the back seat of his car, just like laying down. That's how he got to the house or whatever. So somehow Michael was transported. Michael got yeah. transported over there. So the fucking deputy like went out to get a shotgun from his trunk and he noticed that his back door to his like squad car was open. He like ref- he didn't tell anybody when he got back in there. He just was like, oh, that's weird. I was like, the fuck? Like, but then it's kind of like it makes sense because that guy was skeptical the entire time. He's like, don't you think you're being a little bit like over the top with this, like a little paranoid when he was talking to like the sheriff and the sheriff's like, if you like saw what I saw, like at the police department, you wouldn't have asked me that question. Right. So um, still, the dude kind of seemed like half in, half out. And he's like, oh, whatever kind of thing. So they radio into like the nearest town to get a bunch of like uh police officers to come and help out because they basically don't have a police force and they just got a bunch of uh, locals running around the town trying to catch Michael Myers in their souped up pickups with spotlights and flashlights and shit. Flashlights and shit. Yeah. 
Um, so they finally get through to somebody, and they're trying to like um, come to the ha- come to the town and whatever. And Loomis and Meeker end up leaving because Loomis leaves because he's just saying how he needs to search for Michael, and then Meeker ends up leaving because one of the locals shot somebody who's not Michael Myers. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, he's like, there, I saw him in the bushes. And they just they just unload on him. That was like a 10-second shooting scene yeah. of rifles and shotguns. And it was, God, I can't remember the name. It was like Ted something, but maybe it's not Ted. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I, n- I don't remember. They killed an innocent man. So they're probably not going to go to jail, but whatever. So Meeker had to go check that out because he was afraid that, you know, they're going to start shooting at whatever moves kind of thing which makes sense because <coughs> i thought maybe i was gonna have a problem with like the way that they were gonna get like loomis and meeker out of the house for an excuse loomis was kind of like what like you're leaving because you're going to search for him on your own but like the meeker thing like made sense like i have a bunch of pissed off locals that are looking for michael myers and they just killed an innocent man because they're shooting at anything that moves right. kind of thing so i'm like kind of makes sense for it's him. like more danger to the community yeah exactly so he leaves and uh <laughs> you might want to ex- might want to talk about this uh exchange between rachel and uh sheriff meeker's daughter in the kitchen oh yeah <laughs> like rachel's just like doing her own thing and the the daughter's like She's looking for some shit, and Rachel's like, are you looking for this? She, like, hands it to her, and the daughter, like, turns around, and I, what does she say? She's like, well, you can't blame him for what he did. And she's talking about, like, Brady, mm-hmm. and she's like, what do you expect him to do? And Rachel's like, well, basically, she's like, for you not to be a slimy bitch, you know, like, she didn't say that, but, you know, was, like, implying that. Mm-hmm. And the daughter goes, well, he's not married. Okay, so you can just go and like fuck anything with legs. Like I don't. Yeah. What? Well, first she's like, I didn't know that you and Brady were together. And then then Rachel's like, like, Yeah, "Yeah, you did. did. You knew. You just didn't care. Yeah. And yeah, that was pretty funny. And then she throws coffee on her shirt. Yeah, she's like, Here, have some coffee, and just pours it on her. Yeah. So then Rachel goes back upstairs to lay down with Jamie, and then, um, that's when Sheriff Meeker's daughter has coffee to bring out to the deputy that's sitting in the rocking chair turns out it's not the deputy because when she lights that candle he's dead he had like his arm up like he was super comfortable what (laughs) i said the chair super comfortable and he wasn't sure he was the deputy i know that's why i said i think he could just take it from me anyway anyways um, <laughs> that that boy did, and then Michael gets out of the rocking chair and he has a shotgun and he somehow impales her through the stomach and sticks her through the wall, kind of like a homage to the Bob kill in the first film. Right. But I'm like, did he sharpen the tip of that shotgun to get it through her whole entire body? He's just that strong. He's just that strong. Okay. I mean, whatever. These films are... They're movies, folks. Remember that. They're movies. Whatever. Well, she got stabbed by a shotgun. That's pretty awesome. So, anyway, she's fucking dead. And Rachel goes downstairs, and she checks on everything and sees both the deputy and 
the bitch she poured coffee on on purpose is dead. She screams. She's super freaked out, and that's when Brady comes out. Oh, she can't find Jamie, which didn't make sense. She went she went upstairs to find Jamie in the bedroom, and Jamie was just gone. Right. Right. Yeah. And I was like, where, like, where would she go? And then Brady finds her, and he tries like leaving, and somehow Michael locks the door or something. Yeah. I know. And then he shoots it. And then he, like, touches it in pot, and he's like, fuck. He's like, it's metal. And she's like, what does that mean? She, he's like, that means we're trapped in this house. I'm like, wait, what? All the other houses had goddamn fucking side doors, back doors, top doors, bottom doors, all these doors in all these other movies. Yeah. And now this one just has one fucking door that they can't get out of because it's hot. And then they spent all that time boarding all the windows, boarding all the oh doors. Oh, man, I'm, I'm over like it. Dumb, I'm dumb. Like, whatever. Ridiculous. So they go up the stairs, and then finally Jamie, like, walks out of the same room Rachel was looking in, and she's like, Jamie, and then that's when Michael pops up, and he starts walking up the stairs, and I actually like this scene, because, I don't know, I kind of feel like Brady was somewhat, the hunk, was somewhat trying to, like, like, he was trying to protect them, and he was, like, it almost, like, redeems, like, his character for, like, what he did, like, I'm not saying it's okay, but he kind of like sacrificed himself yeah, for no, I see. Yeah. Rachel and little girl Jamie. So like he's trying to shoot at him. He's trying he's clearly never loaded a shotgun before cuz he can't get the he shells jammed. in there. Uh no, because he shot the door twice. Yeah, and then the the casing's jammed in there. I thought he just couldn't get him in there. He was fumbling to get him he in there. He like fumbled to get the casings out and then he like fumbled to get him back in, but it jammed. One of them jammed. Oh. I don't know why he just didn't shoot the one. I don't know. I guess maybe yeah. he wanted two shots, I guess. But, yeah, he's, like, t- he's like yelling at them to, like, go up into the attic. So they, like, r- start running up there, and Brady doesn't get it done fast enough. And Michael grabs the shotgun, smacks him in the face with it, and then grabs Brady, he gets back up, though, a few times. Brady gets puts up a pretty good fight. I mean, he hit, hits him with the butt of the shotgun in the face punches him but then like it just shows like how superhuman michael is by grabbing his hand basically crushing his hand and then like crushes his head basically yeah he like squeezes his like entire head and kills brady and like i thought whoever that actor was like i thought he did pretty well in that scene i agree and honestly i'm still with this movie at this point like i'm still like hey Everything's fine. I know I've been calling out a lot of shit about it, but I'm like, hey, everything's fine. Like, we're still rolling. This is about the point where I'm like, fuck, you ruined it. So they get up to the attic, and they get out a window, and Jamie's holding under Rachel's, like, what what do they call that? Uh, Piggyback. Piggyback. Piggyback rope. And... Michael get comes after them and they're like trying to climb on this roof or whatever and what what does she do? She takes that like cable that's up there and yeah, ties it's like it like a television cable. Ties it to Jamie's waist and just starts lowering her down. She's like, "Don't drop me. I won't." He she drops her, but she like stops in the middle or whatever because the wire holds on to her and then Rachel She's, like, hanging off the edge, right? Because she rolls down and hangs off the edge. Yeah, because Michael's right behind her. So she, like, rolls onto the gutter. She's, like, hanging yeah, onto it. Yeah, and then she just – he's stabbing at her hand. So then she falls really fucking far. 
Yeah. And falls down. She's passed out. And then this is the part that confused me, too, because if Jamie had this knot tied around her waist and she's hanging, how did she – I know she grabbed onto the side of the house, but how did she get that off? Because she's all of a sudden on the ground now. I have no idea. And she's trying to get Rachel to wake up. And this – okay, this is the point. This is, like, the part where earlier in the podcast, like, right when we started talking – I was like, they didn't effectively use the music in this film to create like a su- suspenseful atmosphere. She's checking on Rachel, and Rachel's knocked out. Michael pops around the corner, and it's super foggy, and he's a little bit of a distance away. And that's when they should have cued the shape stocks like theme, where it's like dun, 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 dun. But no, they play like the main Halloween theme. And I just, I don't know if you remember this, but I just don't, I didn't think it worked. I thought it, it kind yeah, of almost I took away know. the scariness. Of I don't it. know why. I just did not pay attention to the music in this movie for whatever reason. Maybe I was just like too distracted by I try to pay attention just because like I find, I mean, John Carpenter and Alan Howarth, like their work in the first three films, like with the music was like incredible. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I feel like every other film I've paid attention to it, but this film, for whatever reason, I haven't. Yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like maybe you thought like in the first three films, like every single theme and ev- like all the music like made sense or whatever. And I don't know, like this one, like, yeah, there's sometimes where like the music made sense, but like right there, that was a golden opportunity to like really create like a suspenseful scene and it was kind of they dropped the ball ruined like the halloween main theme song was not used correctly so whatever jamie starts running away and she bumps into loomis and i remember looking at holly because loomis is like all up in he her like shit grabs her from yeah. behind never says like jamie or anything just like literally grabs her snatches her Yep. like that's fucking creepy yeah and he's like I just feel like he, like, digs his nose, like, what he did to, like, Laurie in the second yeah. film, where he's, like, in her face. He's like, are you okay? Are you did okay? Did you notice his face scars changed? They were different. Really? Yeah, like, it was just kind of, like, poor makeup at that point. Maybe they changed it now because the rest of the movie was going to be in the dark, and he was in the dark. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because I didn't notice it. Oh, like, okay. I don't, I don't, I didn't really pay attention, I guess, but what was the reason like because he's like where's the school at where's the schoolhouse at and then she like they started walking towards it what was the reason why they wanted to go there again oh to like call see if they could call from there right oh okay yeah maybe i'm not sure i was really confused at that point but then rachel wakes up and you just it's just a scene of her waking up and noticing that jamie's not around her but this is probably the worst scene of the entire film they get to the school and michael myers pops up behind loomis and throws him through a door but michael now has bleach blonde hair and it's like (laughs) wild it it's not the same mask from the rest of the movie so noticeable so noticeable i was so confused i honestly you know, I've read some articles now that explain it, you know, from behind the scenes stuff that said, like, the guy put on the wrong mask. Nobody noticed it. But watching it the first few times and as, like, a kid until now, I 100% thought, because I was baffled even back then, 
I 100% thought just to like give it a reason to why that would even be like a thing. It was it was a nightmare. It was a it wasn't real or something. But you know what I mean? Like I'm like it didn't make sense the scene yeah. at all. Like why is he all of a sudden have blonde hair or whatever? And I was just thinking in my head like maybe that's like not real. I don't yeah, know. I guess yeah, that's a cool theory. I mean, but it's not like it's spo- supposed to be real because oh, I, okay. I realize that now. Okay. Like I was just trying to like give it some credit for being not stupid, but <sighs> I remember you saying this poor girl. Remember that. Yes. she's crying. Like, she, her whole life is fucking terrorized. Yeah, sad. it is pretty sad. Like, you think about it. Because I, I, I don't know if she's supposed to be, like, what, like, probably eight years. Seven. Seven, eight years old or something, something like, like that. that. But, yeah, yeah like, that's a, <laughs> that's a pretty fucking crazy past year, basically. And right. She's being chased, and uh, Michael grabs her by her ankle because she takes a terrible fall down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he's like pulling her, but then Rachel Rachel shows up somehow. Like knew that there she she's like, oh, you're probably at the schoolhouse. And, and it took her twelve steps to get there. Yep, and she blows a fire extinguisher at him. Yeah. So he can't be stopped by bullets or anything <laughs> else, but a fire extinguisher is going to make him stop what he's doing. Maybe just because he couldn't see what he was doing. Sure. Maybe you're not supposed to inhale that shit. I don't fucking know. Yeah, he was worried about not inhaling it, whatever. Well, I'm just saying, like, it could, like, cause, you know. I get what you're saying. Not do what he was doing. True. And then they ran out, and then they bump into the locals. Oh, my God. Dude, oh. Rachel and Jamie (laughs) run out to run. They, like, meet up with, like, those dudes in the pickup truck. Are you thinking of of the line that I'm thinking of? What one? (laughs) Where Rachel's like, he's in there. And then one guy's like, where? And she's like, in the school. Yeah, like but she, like, says it, like, she doesn't even say, like, you dumbass. She yeah. just says it, like, in the school. Like, they just, like. <laughs> like, you're at the fucking school. Where the fuck do you think Yeah, these is? four guys, they just rolled up. They're standing outside already. Rachel and Jamie come running outside of the school. And she says, Michael Myers is in there. And this fucking dude goes, in where? In the school. <laughs> Like, <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Anyways, they get into this pickup with the locals <laughs> and they start driving. The locals. And <laughs> they have the bright idea to take them, to take Jamie and uh, Rachel out of town so that Michael yeah. potentially, like, don't know where they are. Yeah. So they, like, radio into the police, like, hey, we're taking her out of town, blah, blah, blah. Like, meet us at whatever. Yep. Little do they know. Somebody's clinging on to their tailgate. How the fuck did that happen? It's Michael Myers. He's not human. I guess he just was hanging on to the bottom of the truck. He climbs his big-ass body up into the bed of this truck. Mm-hmm. And basically just starts peeling him off. Yeah, there's three dudes in the back of the truck, and he... Throw he stabs one, then throws two of them out the back, and then he like launches this one dude off the side, and then this was like a pretty like gory scene. But when he like smashes through the window and like rips that dude's throat that's like open. Michael Myers like signature fucking move is like throwing his arm through the window. Yeah, that was that. uh, 
that was pretty pretty gory but then rachel just gets into the driver's seat yeah she like throws that dude out she basically opens the door and like nudges that guy yeah. out so she can start driving the truck and she's like swerving all around trying to get michael to like fall off the roof right and then he for whatever reason his big fat head like boom like falls right oh on the windshield God. and like cracks it so his he, face he doesn't fall he purposely slams his face on the windshield oh to i like didn't know it was scare purposeful. Her. and then she like slams her brakes and he like rolls off Gets up literally in point zero two seconds. Yep. Stands up and she's like, "You're gonna die today, motherfucker." You're gonna die, motherfucker. She puts that bitch in drive and she slams him, shoots him to fucking outer space. Yep. And then Jamie has this bright. Then all of a sudden, all these cops start showing up. And then Jamie has this bright idea to go check him out and like look at his like. Yeah. Well, Rachel's like, hand. "You stay right here in the car." Well, why wouldn't you fucking take her with you? I don't get. What well, I don't. Yeah. Or why not let the police come to you? Whatever. Anyways, Jamie goes and checks out Michael Myers. He, like, holds his hand like, wow. This is my uncle. Hi, uncle. And then she's, like, walking away. Michael gets up. And he gets fucking blown to he shit. He is. And not one time do you see a bullet hit him, but he, like, moves back as if a bullet's hitting him. He would have been absolutely torn apart. He would have been yeah. like, if you were to put, if you were to put like a hot dog in a fucking garbage disposal, that's what he would have looked like after you turned it on. This, oh, there was like seven or eight dudes that were like throwing or shooting shotguns at him. I'm like, yeah. And he just falls into this like. It was hole. like a pit. Yeah. Yeah. He breaks through. Then and a bunch falls of in. shit like falls on him. Yeah, and they're just like dead now. But then this is the part where Holly's like. Here's a twist in the story. We cut to Sheriff Meeker and Loomis dropping off Jamie and Rachel back at the house where her foster parents are at. And they're all pretty distraught, but the foster mother says, I'm going to go run Jamie a bath. So she goes upstairs and starts running Jamie a bath. And then do you want to explain what happens next? Yes. Then it goes to a point of view camera, right? Just like in the first film. Right. And then you see like a mask being put on. So it's like between two eyes. Like you're Clown costume from the first film, right? Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't make the connection there. Yeah. But anyways, so you're like, ooh, like some <coughs> shit's about to happen. Then all of a sudden the mom screams. You hear her scream like bloody murder. Yeah. And everybody like runs up the stairs. And at the top of the stairs fucking Jamie <laughs> with a scissor in her hand and she's all bloody as shit. She's got a little clown costume on. And Loomis sees her and he just no. He literally no. screams no for like 35 seconds. But then th I thought this was funny. He pulls his gun out and points it at her. Sheriff Meeker shows up, grabs a gun from him and then like to stop him from pointing it up at her. He doesn't notice who notice who it is at, f at first. Then he takes a gun and he points it up. Then he finally notices. I'm like, wait, the fuck just happened <laughs> right there? And then the dad shows up and then Rachel shows up and they're all just like, huh? And then there she be. Yeah. That's it. Roll credits. So that was Halloween 4. And like I said, I was with this movie, movie up to like the halfway point. Like, and then it just took a turn that couldn't come back from so yikes 
I don't know. Let's rate it. Out of 10 kernels? 10,000 kernels. For me, mm -hmm. it was 2.5 to 3. So this is the lowest one for you. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, so terrible. Like, I was just bored, I think. I don't know. It just wasn't. Do you think, like, maybe you're bored because it's, like, this, it's Michael again? It's the same concept? Not necessarily. I don't know. Because, like, even with this movie, I didn't know what to expect. I've never seen, mm -hmm. you know, I've never seen it. I don't know. I just thought, I, I, maybe just because, like, I started off confused and I was kind of confused throughout and then, like. I literally had to ask you to clarify things. Right. And had I not asked you, I still would be like, what the fuck? No, that's true. But the ending was, it was pretty good. It was, it. I didn't know that was going to happen. So caught me off guard. 2.5. Yeah, 2.5. Now I'm trying to think. I, th I think I gave the first Halloween like a seven. And then the second one, I can't really remember. I think I gave it like a four or a five. And then the third one I gave a three and a half, I'm pretty sure. This one, I will say I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed it when I was a kid. Because I could like rewatch this one a million times and I, I loved it. I think it's just because I loved the idea of like being scared. But now I have a great appreciation for films that are that are done well. Right. And I don't know. I think I'd probably give this one like a... I give it a three. I enjoyed Halloween season of the witch more than this one, to be honest. I have to agree. I did, and so, you know, now that I think of it, sometimes I look back and I think like maybe I was a little too hard on Halloween three, but I mean, still, think about my ratings. They're gradually getting worse. Yeah. Like, they're, uh, it's yeah, it's just kind of crazy. But yeah, I'd give it a, I give it a three. I. I don't know. It kind of holds a special place in my heart just because it's the first one I ever watched right. and I enjoyed it when I was a kid and it's the first Michael Myers I've ever seen and it's the first one that scared me. So, you know, that's something that's kind of creepy. But um, I know I mentioned at the end of the last podcast that I had my own personal encounter with Michael Myers. Dun, dun, dun. And this is something Holly has never heard of either and going to be revealed right now so i'm going to tell my story so obviously michael myers is a fictional character so obviously i could <laughs> never actually have an encounter with the shape the michael myers but i i believe it was my junior senior year of high school halloween i went to a haunted house I'm not going to say where this haunted house is. I'm not going to say which one it is. I'm not going to Irrelevant. do that. Yeah, basically. But there was a man who was dressed up in the Michael Myers costume. And he was running around with a chainsaw. <laughs> and I was waiting to enter the haunted house or whatever. And he kept coming up to me and like because the chainsaws that they use obviously they don't have a blade or anything you know and he kept coming up to me and he kept like touching me in the calf like with his chainsaw like he did it like he did it two times like the first time he did it i was like oh man i was like i was like good job man that was 
I was freaky, like I was a good sport about it. And then he did it again because we were waiting a really long time to get in. And then he came up and he like he kept touching me with it. And I was like, can you like not touch me with that? Like, I know you don't have like a blade or anything in there, but don't please don't touch me with that. And then he came back again and he fucking touched me with it. So I pushed Michael Myers. I got <laughs> confrontational with that motherfucker. I pushed him and he he spoke to me. <laughs> he got mad. Aww. You can't touch the actors. <laughs> You're not allowed to touch us. And I was like, really? Because you're touching me with your chainsaw. <laughs> you can't touch me with that. Fucking stupid. Yeah. So that's my encounter. Wow. That's my encounter with Michael Myers. I didn't die. He almost fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> you almost rocked his world, huh? It was so annoying because we were waiting in line for like two and a half hours. <laughs> it was fucking bullshit to go through this thing because it was super busy that night. And this dude was getting paid to run around and scare people that were like in line, sitting at the picnic tables, doing yada, yada, yada shit. And he just... Even, like, the people I was with, they're like, this dude, like, apparently, like, really likes you or something. He's like, do you think you know him? And I was like, I I don't know anybody that would work here. And this guy just kept coming up to me. And, like, I, I didn't, like, shove him or anything. But, like, when he was, like, on me, touching me with it, I, like, I just pushed him away from my myself. And he got really butthurt about it. Damn. Yeah, so that's my personal experience <laughs> with Michael Myers. Oh, God. Yeah. My own personal experience. What were you expecting me to say? <laughs> Honestly, I think you've told me that story, though. Really? Now that I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do kind of remember you telling me a story like that. But, like, dumb shit always happens to you, so it probably was, like, a different story. It all fucking mixes. That I just, yeah, like, associate. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I literally thought about it, like, in the middle of my podcast, like, for the third episode that we had, like, Come to think of it, like, I did have, like, an encounter with some jackass wearing a fucking Michael Myers costume. And, of course, like, dude, do it to me one time. Oh, whatever. Do it to me twice. Okay. Third time. I've had a fucking enough. Fourth time. Shape's going to get it. Motherfucker. <laughs> knock it off. But, no, that's pretty good. Anyways, back to the story. Next week, we're going to be a doing Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Ooh. Holly, what do you expect from this film? I have no clue. But at this rate, I expect to give it one popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) You might. Yikes. Fucking hate this one. Oh, great. But we're going to do it. Yay. It's what we're going to do. Because it's part of our series. It's part of the franchise review. But... Yeah, Holly and I had a conversation about just Michael Myers and our toes just touching the pillow that was next to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. We just had a conversation like last week, obviously when we were not doing the podcast about like about like Michael Myers and like what makes him scary and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. They're really milking it with this character because they have so many different, like, movies out with him. But, like, one thing that I always think of is there's always just that sense of, like, he's a man. And that's 
he's like lurking in the shadows and it's like that stalking aspect of him that's like so creepy right yeah wouldn't you say so yeah like compare him to like other like iconic like slashers or like just characters that are like in the horror films like he's the scariest because he seems like the most realistic in a sense yeah i guess especially from the first film mm-hmm. i know i've had conversations with my friends too where my friends really don't understand why i enjoy like the halloween films and like why i enjoy like horror and like slasher films as much as i do but when i always talk about the halloween films i say you know the scariest thing to me is not a monster you know that's underneath my bed it's not this creature that's coming after me or anything the scariest thing for me is i'm going outside to take the trash out and there's a dude 20 10 to 20 feet from me lurking in the shadows (laughs) and there's it's foggy out or whatever and he's looking at me i'm shitting my pants that is the scariest thing so i think that's why like i can't get enough of this character what do you say ollie Yes, I agree. Do you think Michael Myers is pretty scary? Creepy. You think he's creepy? Mm-hmm. Out of, like, all of the... I don't, you haven't seen a lot of, like, slasher films, no. have you? No. But I guess, like, I could just say, like, out of all the horror films, like, would you say that he's probably, like, the creepiest Yeah, character? like, the most realistic, so that makes him, like, the creepiest, yeah. Do you think maybe it's also because, like, his mask is... It's, like, almost, like human has human features on yeah, it like it's i don't know it just freaks it's me creepy out. like that yeah that's so sick dude i don't know obviously like they just made a new film you know in 2018 they're going to continue to make more and like people are still finding this character scary right they're making money off of it yeah exactly i don't know just gives me the heebie-jeebies man he's a creepy character but yeah, so now we're on to number five, Revenge of the My, Re- Revenge of Michael Myers, and uh, this film was made exactly one year after the fourth one. So, and it, you can definitely tell they didn't take their time with it. We'll get Ugh. into that. But yeah, what do you say we call it? Sounds good. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. And we will be back with The Revenge of Michael Myers. Bye. Bye.